This podcast is for general information only. It is not intended as a substitute for general health care services. If you have medical conditions, you need to see your doctor. Use of this information is at the user's own risk. Welcome to FitRx with Dr. Greg Dennis. Join me as we challenge the standard sick model of healthcare. This is your source for everything health, wellness, prevention, fitness, biohacking, and more. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another edition of FitRx. I'm your host, Dr. Greg Dennis. Uh, I am here today with Maria Emmerich, who is a nutritionist who specializes in ketogenic diet. Uh, she has written a number of books, uh, several of which I have actually, and and that's how I uh, thought to to reach out to her. Um, and uh, so just going to kind of hear how she got into this lifestyle and um, just kind of what she does now. And so just excited to have a conversation with her. Um, she is uh, uh, talking to us from Hawaii. So kind of jealous about that. But um, Maria, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you, Dr. Greg. And whatever books you don't have, please send me your address because I'm going to mail them today. Oh, awesome. Okay. I'm serious. Uh, appreciate it. Um, yeah, I know one of them I have is, uh, I believe it's a, um, and I don't remember the the exact name of it, but it's a, about carnivore. Um, so the first part of it is kind of about the carnivore diet, and then it has a bunch of um, recipes in the second half. The carnivore uh, cookbook. Uh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh. And I've, I've, re- I've recommended that to a lot of patients. So great, great book. So. Oh, thank um, you. Well, well, just, I guess before we talk about your books, uh, tell us just kind of how in the world you got interested in, in keto and just how you got into to this whole lifestyle. Well, uh, honestly, it was 26 years ago. I just had my 26th anniversary. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, I was, you know, 16 years old. You could do the math if you want to, but I was uh, I was not feeling well. So I went to the fa- my family doctor where they told me I had PCOS which is basically a type two diabetes that affects female fertility. Um, I also was given something for IBS, acid reflux and depression. So I was a complete mess. Um, And I looked at those prescriptions and like, I was like, dude, I'm 16 years old. Like there are side effects to all of these. Right. So as fate had it, I took my golden retriever to the vet who was losing patches of her hair and the very first question the vet asked me was, what are you feeding her? And so like this light bulb went off like, oh, OK, the doctor never asked me. The doctor actually said it was the cards I was dealt because my grandpa died of type two diabetes. I had cousins with it, you know, and there wasn't the Internet back then. This is a long time ago. But looking into what causes PCOS, it's excess caffeine, sugar, and carbohydrates. And let me tell you, Dr. Greg, I worked at a coffee shop where before high school started, so I would get get up real early. I'm like you, I still love to get up early. I would get to the coffee shop about 4.30 a.m. and I would make the scones and the muffins and the cinnamon rolls. And then I would go to high school about 7.30. And then I would go back to the coffee shop after school finished and we would close about 5 p.m. And whatever didn't sell that day, I got to go home with 
So you can be darn sure I made extra cinnamon rolls just so I had that for dinner. And you think I'm kidding. I'm totally not. Like I would go home with boxes of baked goods and that's what I ate. And so looking at my diet, I had to change severely if I wanted to like get a hold of this. So I was like, I don't want to live off of chicken breast and broccoli and I don't. So I got into the kitchen and I started making some of my favorite things like cinnamon rolls into different, you know, exotic protein based, you know, low carb, sugar free options. And that's kind of just how I got started. I went to school for nutrition and exercise physiology, but I met my husband at the young age of 17. Um, and I told him I probably can't have my own children. And he said, well, that's okay. Let's, uh, let's adopt kids. You know, that's what I wanted to do anyway. And, uh, so we started adopting after we were married, I was married before I could drink alcohol and he lost his job. I was a rock climbing guide for like just, you know, making minimum wage just until the kids came because I was going to be the stay-at-home mom. I was, I, I got really depressed because when you lose a job that has ins- the main income and insurance and all that, if you know anything about adoption, every dime you put into that adoption goes back to zero when you lose that insurance and everything because they have to redo all the home studies and this and that. So not only did we lose his income, like $20,000 went down the toilet. So, you know, we were, I was just really sad. We ended up not being able to pay for our house or, and we sold our cars. Like we, we were very poor. And so someone said, Maria, why don't you put your recipes together in a book to raise money for your adoption? So I would ride my bicycle to the library to write my book. And it gave me a reason to wake up. Like I was excited about doing it. Like it just gave me my purpose. Right. And before you know it, Halle Berry has the books and like people really liked it. They're like, this is good food and I'm losing weight and feeling great. And it was just like super, it it was just all meant to be, even though, you know, at the time it was such a low time for me, but I'm really grateful for that because I still live very simply. I still don't have a car. I wear the same thing every day. Like I've lived very simply because I know I can live off of very little. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's a lot for a 16 year old to think about is, you know, I have a 16 year old now and <sighs> of course he kind of, he sees our lifestyle and, and so he, you know, understands probably a little bit more than, you know, his mm-hmm. peers out there just because me and my wife are both physicians and we kind of, you know, practice this, this lifestyle, but you know, and he doesn't eat perfectly. He eats like most teenagers, although probably maybe better than most just because of us. But I mean, you know, I'm thinking back, like when I was 16, like I wouldn't have even thought to start changing my diet and start, you know, experimenting with different things. Like, what was that like for you at that age? And then what did your parents, uh, were they encouraging all this or what were they like? So I'm a stubborn German girl who likes to do the opposite of what my mother tells me to do. So the fact that she, when I cut out sugar, she would make me my favorite pie. And I love her. I hope, you know, she listens to this because I I do love her very much. But people are triggered when you change and cut out sugar. And I think that made me want to do it more, if that makes sense. Like, uh, I was just one of those rebellious teenagers that the fact that they said I couldn't do it 
made me do it even more and harder. And the fact that everybody thought I was weird for eating this way, like when you would look at my tray at the school lunch, like what is going on here? Um, but it, I liked being different. I don't mind being different. I think different is what makes the world beautiful. And so that's, that didn't bother me. It actually, you know, just forced it to do more. And um, I'm a foodie. I love food. I will always love food. And experimenting with food is like my happy place. Like being in the kitchen, being like, hey, is this going to turn out? Like, have you tried my protein pudding with the hard boiled eggs? No. <laughs> what? <laughs> Dr. Greg. Um, so I, when we adopted the boys, uh, we still didn't have any money. And what's the cheapest keto food? At the time, it was eggs. I don't know if it is anymore. But my little, my youngest did not like eggs. He did not like scrambled. I mean, I made him every different way. I was like, how am I going to get this kid to eat eggs? So I hard boiled 10 eggs. I threw them into a blender with a can of coconut milk, a little cocoa powder, some stevia, a little salt, some vanilla. I made this pudding where you puree it till it's this, you know, smooth mousse. And he loved it. And I kept that recipe a secret for like a decade. And people love it now. And I even made it for Halle Berry. And she's like, nope, I am not eating that. And when she tried it, she was like, this is the best chocolate mousse I've ever had. And she hmm. eats it all the time. Um, so, I, you know, for me, it's just, I love just experimenting. Like, will this work out? Hey, it does. This is awesome. You know, I don't know. It's just, it was just my thing. I just love it. Yeah. Yeah. Now, you know, now uh, keto is pretty trendy and, and you can find keto stuff everywhere, everywhere. you yeah. look. But, you know, 25 years ago, there wasn't a lot around about keto. I mean, it existed, but there's certainly right. uh, and of course, we didn't have Internet back then. And, and there wasn't all the, the resources that there is now. So how did you when you first started with this, like, how did you even figure out for yourself, hey, I need to cut out sugars and I need to start, you know, eating this higher fat because that was back in the days of when they were saying no low fat everything. And and so how did you kind of figure this out yourself? Well, this is why my blog is titled Maria Mind Body Health, because <laughs> there I didn't know anything about keto. Like keto is for epilepsy and seizures, right? Like uh, it was more known as Atkins, uh, but this is why I have the worst blog name ever. Um, because if I would have, you know, known about keto, I would have called it like keto.com and gotten a lot more views. Right. But, um, that's all good. Like who knew that keto was going to take off like this, but here's the thing. I personally, I was 80 pounds overweight. I to lose my weight. I did not have to. I had enough body fat on my body. I didn't need to add more fat. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. I think that's where a lot of people get keto a little wrong because everybody comes to me. 99% of people that come to me want to lose weight as well as do other things too. But um, weight loss is usually one of their goals. And if they already have a lot of body weight to use to make ketones, you don't need to add the dietary fat. And this is where people will do like a bulletproof coffee instead of eating a real breakfast. And they'll put butter on their ribeye and this and that. And they end up gaining weight and being like, yeah, I tried that keto diet and didn't work for me. Mm -hmm. Well, the steak has enough fat in it. You don't need to add a stick of butter to it. And bulletproof coffee is the most nutrient devoid 
things out there in the world like there's more there's more nutrients and sugar than there is in like a bulletproof coffee so this is where like i need to speak louder because you know people think oh it's a it's a high fat diet well it depends on what your goals are yes i work with people with epilepsy and seizures and higher ketones do matter in that case however higher ketones for a weight loss vantage point is not true. And in fact, my ketones are very low because I've been doing it so long, your body becomes much more efficient. Your mitochondria is much more efficient. So your ketone number is going to be lower. Do I get depressed about that? No, because it doesn't mean a damn thing when it comes to uh, fat loss or weight loss. And so I just, I want that to be very clear. Um, yeah, I, I mean, just Back then, it was just, okay, carbohydrates, sugar, and caffeine need to be eliminated in my diet. So what does that leave? You know, protein and, you know, ob obviously quality fat. I'm just saying you don't need to add a stick of butter to something that already, like a steak that already has enough fat in it. Gotcha. Sorry, and I so, went off on a tangent. Yeah, no, that's fine. Uh, I, I'm assuming when you started eating this way, you're you're you you lost weight you said you were overweight and uh you know your health improved i'm assuming because you're still doing this you know many years later well my, my weight loss was very difficult i it is in the cases of pcos and i didn't give up caffeine right away working at a coffee shop it was the hardest thing for me to cut um but I would say immediately the depression went away i felt so much better mood wise that i was like i'm hooked I think that was another reason why I was like, I am never going back to eating grains and gluten. And, um, you know, I just felt so much better without it. My energy was better, but um, also my acid reflex went away, cutting that that out. And so that was that was a huge part is just feeling better. And then eventually the weight came off, you know, but yeah, uh, I was like, yeah, I'm hooked. I'm uh, I'm on your your website, um, oh, MariaMindBodyHealth.com. And looking at a before and after picture and like, you don't even look like the same person. Uh, <laughs> well, thanks. Uh, that's pretty, pretty impressive. So, um, so you were doing this lifestyle, um, obviously feeling better, eventually lost a lot of weight. And then, um, what was the first book? I mean, you, you, I guess at some point decided, Hey, I'm going to, you know, write all this stuff down, turn it into a book. What was the first book you published? Keto adapted was, you know, basically one of the first ones. Um, and Keto Adapted is more of an educational book and it talked about my struggles. And I'm I'm probably the biggest introvert in this community. Like my mom's like, don't tell people you're an introvert. I was like, mom, it doesn't mean I don't like people. I love them, but I'm also very quiet and I would prefer to be in the woods bow hunting rather than, you know, at a party. Like it's just hmm. my lifestyle, my preference. Um right. And uh so being an introvert, it was kind of hard to put myself out there and be judged like I was wasn't sure if I was ready for that. But I just I did. I put nobody knew who I was. I was just this girl named Maria and I suffered from PCOS. So I just put the whole thing out there and people were drawn to it. And I think people want the truth and they want to hear your struggles and that you overcame it. Um, so I'm very grateful how people perceived it, you know. And so after that book, it it seems like I don't know you've published a lot of books, but it seems are most of them uh, recipe books or what are what are some of your 
yeah um, books out there there's 20 different cookbooks and the recipes never overlap but they're all very different like there's you know the easy dairy free uh ketogenic recipes they're all very easy recipes and all dairy free because i think that's where people get hung up like most people don't know how to cook and a lot of times you know we poo poo gluten in this keto community but we never talk about dairy which is a more common allergen it's where I find a lot of people, you know, they won't see the success or heal, especially with autoimmune issues or weight issues without cutting the dairy. So like that one. Um, but then there's also like ketogenic comfort foods. And that's, I mean, not to name drop, but Halle Berry loves that book. That's her favorite one. And it's, it was all the comfort food that you thought you could never have again. I show you that you can. Uh, now, how did you get hooked up with Halle Berry? Oh, man, I, I did not... All of a sudden, I was sitting there. I think I was uh, I was hanging out with the kids. I think we were watching like uh, Hell's Kitchen or something like that. We like to watch cooking shows. And all of a sudden, my phone was blowing up. They're like, bing, 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 bing. Halle Berry's like, you know, talking about you on her Instagram, this and that. I was like, what? And so I just went there. I was like, whoa, she has all my books. Like, this is so <laughs> cool. And like, then what we talked on the phone and she's like, you changed my life. Like, to hear that from Halle Berry, I was like, What? You know, and we just became friends and she's she could be the biggest diva in the world. And she's not like she's just so down to earth and so kind. I just I love her dearly. That's cool. And so uh, one of the books I have of yours, as I mentioned earlier about carnivore, mm -hmm. um, is that something you have kind of practiced yourself being more strictly carnivore? Or what motivated you to, um, you know, write a book and then, a, you know, a cook or a recipe book specifically for carnivore? Well, um, my husband, he was going through a lot of pain and he blamed it on an old football injury where he was injured terribly. And we just kind of ignored it. And I don't know, 10 years went by and I was like, dude, you're in your forties and you can barely walk some days. Like we need to figure this out. And so he went and had a traditional Lyme blot test. It's a 90% inaccurate reading. And it said he didn't have it. And so we looked deeper into it and he did an Igenix test, which is a, a more accurate Lyme test. And sure enough, he had Lyme disease. And so we were trying to heal that for many, many years. He did every Lyme protocol out there. Thanks everybody for being so compassionate and sending me messages on what to do. We've tried everything. Um, and he would never really get better. And then I wish that we wouldn't have just settled on this Lyme diagnosis because he has something called ankylosing spondylitis. Mm -hmm. And what that is, is where the joints basically calcify and turn to bone. And so by the time we figure this out, his whole upper back neck is all calcified and turned to bone. So he can't really move very well at all. But what we did find out is that with the carnivore diet and eliminating all these oxalates, which who knew that fruits and vegetables could be so bad for you, right? I mean, all of this was mind blowing to me. This was, you know, years ago, but I was like, what? You know, like cabbage is bad for you? You know, like it was just kind of, huh? Mm -hmm. um, but looking into the science, it's so true. And when he eliminated it, a lot of his pain went away. And so for me, it was like, okay, 
I mean, if he feels better, I can't eat that stuff either. Right. And so it was just kind of a family thing. And my kids never liked vegetables anyway. So why was I forcing this? Right. They love to eat steak and burgers. And, you know, so I just, we just eliminated it and I don't miss out. I have much less bloating and I don't know. I like the food I, when my parents, you know, I love them dearly. I talk about them a lot, but they're like, Oh, please, you know, have some, you know, cauliflower, this and that. And I, I just say, <laughs> Oh, it's a waste of space. Right. You know? right. How funny. And, well, how, do, how does he do now with the AS? Cause I have a family member with that. Um, and, and so I'm, I'm curious, uh, do you feel like that that's um, kind of, uh, halted his progression of the disease or how, how is he doing now with that? I will say that there's good days and bad days. There's different things that seem to affect it. I think, you know, stress can be a big player. This, this is also one of the reasons why we did move to Maui is because the winters he would get so, I don't know if it's the barometric pressure or what, but he was basically using crutches to move around mm. Um, and so that was one of the reasons we're like, yeah, we'll just stay here longer and longer and longer. And he just felt so much better here. We don't wear shoes. We're barefoot on the beach. Mm. You know, I, I think it's a whole lifestyle. There's not a lot of pollution. Um, they're getting, you know, you're getting all that good, you know, red light into your body. And um, I'll, I'll just say like, there, it's not a one size fits all answer. Mm -hmm. I okay. I do find it interesting, though, when you ask people with such a, like, whether they have Lyme or ankylosing spondylitis or these autoimmune issues, a lot of times you can go back and say, do you remember when you were diagnosed? What happened six months before that or a year before that? Well, he lost his job and we adopted two children. Like, you can pinpoint a lot of stressful things that happen that would cause such a bodily re reaction mm -hmm. yeah um so talk about now what your diet looks like if you could take us through a typical day uh <laughs> in in your life like what's a what's a typical breakfast lunch and dinner for you I and mean, you've been doing this for over 25 years and so um you know you've had a, a long time to kind of fine-tune that for you so give us an idea of what that looks like yeah, I'll say like, you know what your diet looks like today, five years from now, it's going to look different. You know, you're going to evolve, you're going to learn, you're going to change. Um, but for me, I'm like a dog. I could eat the same thing. It does not bother me whatsoever. Um, but I'm always up early working and then I'll lift some weights and run. And then my first meal is always a tenderloin steak. It's my favorite kind of steak. I have it every single day. If I'm bow hunting, It'll be a venison steak, um, but right now it's beef. Um, and I'll make my, I make this carnivore sauce with it. I posted it on my YouTube channel. People love it. It's really good. I made it, it uh, made it for when I was on that carnivore TV show this last January. And people were like, oh my gosh, that's so good. Um, so I'll, I just always have that in the fridge. So it's like, you know, five minutes to cook up a, simple steak and throw some sauce on it that's in the fridge um and then for lunch i usually have um a piece of fish i mean we're living right here right on the ocean um the fishermen actually deliver it to your door so i like supporting them um and so i'll have you know sometimes opaka paka or mahi something like that 
and uh, I have my the best fish sauce with that. I make which actually does have fish sauce in it too. Um, and that's a sauce. So- I always have sauces in the fridge. Like I told you, I'm a foodie, right? So I'll just you know fry up some fish, have that on my um, fish. That sauce. And then dinner, that's where it can vary a little bit. Sometimes it's meat cookies, which are just hamburgers. Um, a lot of times I'll make it with my protein bread. I don't know if you've tried that carnivore protein bread recipe. Um, I really like it. Otherwise, it'll be like uh, something with the protein bread usually in the evenings. And I'll usually finish. Have you tried the Equip protein at all? It's made with beef. No. And I'm curious about that protein bread. What What all is in that? Uh, it's egg whites and salt and dried egg whites. (laughs) I know it sounds like it's going to be eggy, but it's massive weird. Like it's crazy. I've even made like Hawaiian rolls with it. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty wild. Interesting. Okay. Okay. You You whip the egg whites until they're stiff with the salt and then you add the dried egg whites and then people like put their riff on it. Sometimes they add things like allulose or whatever in there makes it browned and soft and um it's really it's like wonder bread like it's pretty wild so Um, do you do you do any you know you're living in hawaii i mean do you do any local fruit at all or any kind of carbohydrates no no okay so so you're still you're pretty strict carnivore then it sounds like right now i'm not maybe i wouldn't say i'm a strict carnivore like i'll um I try to stay away from the things that I know have a lot of oxalates. Um, so, you know, if it's, if I'll put the fish on some lettuce, it's like iceberg lettuce. That's just, you know, there's no oxalates, watery, that type of stuff. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I guess it sounds like I'm strict carnivore, but I'll do like some stevia, that type of stuff. So you just don't, have any interest in fruits you just kind of lost the taste for it i mean just um you you know what's your thoughts Um, there i feel that fruit is nature's candy and we should treat it as it as it is Mm -hmm. um but i think that we you know we commend and like applaud our children that eat fruit all the time and this and that you know whatever i I just think we need to treat it as candy rather than this health that it is i agree um So, no, I mean, if my kids really wanted some, like, if it's in season, sure. But we just, you know what? I have a fruit salad recipe and it's with olives and caper berries and um, tomatoes. And it's like a Greek salad, you know? (laughs) So do you have uh, kind of a a, a weakness? You know, I was just talking to somebody yesterday about peanut butter and that's... Mm -hmm. um, kind of my way I, I just freaking love peanut butter yeah. <laughs> uh yeah. and i know it's not great for me but uh do you do you kind of have a weakness uh, you know that tempts you or or do you cheat sometimes and if so what would a cheat meal look like for you uh no i don't cheat ever but if i my weakness is probably dairy okay. <laughs> um and i love um like i'll I love having a dessert. And so like I'll use like stevia glycerite, which is a non-bitter stevia. And I'll make like a shake, like I told you, the equip protein. Mm-hmm. I'll make a shake with that. Um, and I just use water in it. And then I'll add some uh, cream cheese and some stevia glycerite and mix that up. And it's like a 
you know, a, a cheesecake little, I don't know, milkshake that's super mm -hmm. delicious. And I have that just about every single day for a dessert. So wow. I guess that's my weakness. And how, how old are your kids now? 12 and 13. And so I'm curious how they do with this or do you, I mean, do you uh, feed them like what you and your husband are eating or are they eating a lot of the typical, you know, uh, you know, kids, what kids eat these days? Well, <laughs> we do homeschool for a variety okay. of reasons. Um, and so like they're not exposed to it as much, um, but their friends, you know, they do have Skittles or whatnot and, they like to educate the kids. And I'm like, you know, uh, not everybody wants to know, right. <laughs> you know, like, let's just focus on being friends and, you know, the, but they want to change the world too. I would say that people said it was going to get harder as they got older. And I feel it's easier because they're not, they're okay with being different. I've always tried to embrace their differences. Mm -hmm. Um and make them be proud of that and i feel like they have grown into i'm okay with being different where when they were younger like oh what are crackers like you know this wow. and that but now they'll be like hey mom you know i see this pop tart let's make one and so like that's why I, the latest book was called the sugar-free kids book and it's really a keto kids book but i feel that society openly accepts a sugar-free kids book better than a keto kids book um and Halle Berry was the one who helped me with that one but we have a pop tart in there like a lot of people say I don't even have children that's my favorite book of yours <laughs> wow interesting so there's not doesn't sound like there's any cheating at your house like uh you know a pizza night with just a traditional pizza or nothing like that no because like my pizza crust is way better and gotcha you know, I don't feel deprived because we have that type of stuff, you know? Very nice. Uh, well, tell us about your retreats. So you do some retreats around the world. Um, what all is that about? So this b wonderful woman reached out to me. She's like, ciao, Bella. You know, do you want to go to Italy and take a group of people on a keto trip? I'm like, oh, Craig, this lady asked me to go to Italy. And this is like, I grew up not with a lot of money, never thought I'd ever travel the world. And he's like, respond, see what happens. Right. And so I responded. And now we, she's like my second mother. I love my mom, but this lady I talked to all the time. Her name's Juliana. She's originally from Italy, now lives in California. And all of her dear friends said, Juliana, I want to see Italy, but through your eyes. And so she does these great trips and we are treated like kings and queens, literally. We even stayed in a castle once and there was fireworks for us. And like the Vatican usually has like a two mile long line. And we walked right up to the front, didn't wait for a second in line. Like it is a VIP trip that I I cried. Like I'm not a crier, but I was like, this is unreal. Like these private boat tours, I just felt so cool. Like we even... We they made my um, chicken parmesan. They're like, we don't know what keto is, but we followed your recipe. Here's our chicken keto parm for you. Um, and they made my flourless chocolate tort for dessert. Like they, it's awesome, you know. Wow. And um, so we are going to Bali. I actually leave for Bali next week. Um, we have an Italy trip in June, a Croatia trip if you're a Game of Thrones fan in September, and then. 
a very fun, adventurous trip to South Africa where I've always wanted to go into a cave or a shark cage, you know, where the sharks are mm-hmm. around and stuff. Right. So we're going to do that and zip line along the coast and, you know, paddleboard and surf and go on safaris. And so that one's a really adventurous one if you're up for that. But they're just it, it's so much fun. I never thought I'd want to go on a tour trip because I like to do my own thing. But it's I plan everybody else's life. It's so cool to just show up at the airport have a car, a private car picks you up, takes you to the hotel. You always have a great hotel to stay at. You always have great food to eat. You always have tickets for everything. It's like if you ever planned your own trip and worried about all the reservations and the tickets and events, it's so nice that psh, everything's taken care of. <laughs> nice. So uh, these are basically just vacations that people uh, get to you know, eat eat keto and not have to worry about food. They, right? Well, I want to say there's no, I'm not a judgy person. And some people have come on the trip with their friend who's not keto and they can eat whatever they want. Like there's no pressure, but if you want to eat keto, like there's some people for medical reasons that have to, you are offered amazing keto or even carnivore. We had uh, two carnivores on the last trip that had complete carnivore meals. Hmm. Um, But, you know, there's no judging if people want lemoncello in Italy. I don't care. You know, it's just it's a way to learn. So I, I kind of teach you along the way. And then if you want, when you go home, you can take everything you learned and apply it to your life. Um, but more than anything, like we make such good friends. Most of the people that came on my last trip to Greece, uh, I think five of them came to visit me in Maui this last winter and oh, we wow. cooked together and like it is, we just become really good friends. And most people go on to future trips, um, because they have such a great experience. Interesting. Very cool. Thanks. Well, um, so what are you doing now? You said you just, uh, uh, you know, published a, a, a book about the kids. What are you working on another one or what, what are you up to these days? I always say I'm never going to do another book, but these ideas just keep coming. And so the last three years I've been working on a carnivore for weight loss book And so that one should be out in about a month or two, which I'm very excited about because I know a lot of people try carnivore and they just don't see the results. And so um, that book explains everything and it has more recipes than any other book I've ever put out there. So it's a kind of an all in one, you know, when I say it's just a cookbook, I hate saying that because writing recipes is not easy. I mean, I've broken so many dishwashers, all the recipes that flopped, you know, people don't realize how much money go into these recipes that don't work out, but um, it's not just a cookbook. It's also an educational guidebook too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that's what was great about your carnivore book that I have is, I mean, you kind of talked about why it works, you know, at the beginning and, and you know, educated people and then the second half is is recipes and 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 great recipes i might add so thank you thank you well i'm serious though whatever you don't have or if you want more books for a giveaway i'm here whenever you want okay yeah well appreciate that um all right well uh so the websites you have ketomaria.com and then also a maria mindbodyhealth.com is there one of those better than the other for people oh. just to know what you do and work with you and that kind of thing. Yeah. If you go to ketomaria.com, that sends you everywhere. So you can go to the blog, 
which is the Maria Mind Body Health that has the free recipes and information and giveaways. Otherwise, at ketomaria.com, you can find how to become one of my certified keto coaches if you're interested in that or working with me one-on-one. There's, if you go all the way to the bottom, there's free support groups, there's YouTube channels, like the retreats are on there. It's kind of the all-in-one place. Well, very nice. Uh, well, um, what else before we wrap up? <laughs> Anything else you want to just throw out just, there? You should come on one of the trips. It's pretty, it's fr- I'm just like, I'm grinning from ear to ear because it's like, I'm, I usually miss my kids when I travel, when I go and speak different places, but I don't yeah. on those trips because they're just oh, wow. so, they keep you so busy and amazing. And, wow, uh, man, I'd, I'd sure love to, uh, life is so busy right now. <laughs> Uh, we're Someday. getting ready to open a second clinic, um, awesome. which is a good thing for the business, but it's just, um, life is, is busy, but yes, we need Congratulations. To... Thank Let's you. Spread Here the we... word, spread the word. See, now you need more books to put them there too. There you go. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, okay. Well, uh, as we wrap up here, uh, I always ask my guest if they could give us one health tip that would make us healthier today. What would you say to that? Um, oh, a health tip. Okay. Cause I've had this question, but it wasn't a health tip. I would and say it can be, it can be about anything literally just that would make us healthier. I, I would say you need to look at your children and if you don't have kids, your nieces and nephews, your little cousins, whatever, but the kids are our future and it's getting worse every single day. And we expect mm-hmm. these children, Oh, just let them be kids. But then they turn 18 and they have all these metabolic disorders and they're just not supposed to be addicted to sugar anymore. I mean, be the change, be the influence to a young person who does have a sugar addiction. Cause they're, I mean, they're not going to be able to break it when they go, you know, when they get off from college or whatever, yeah. I think that we need to look to our children and start there because the Franken foods that we give them day in and day out, our bodies will never learn how to process that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, great advice. Uh, I, I need to do better with my own kids and you no know, they, judging, no judging. Yeah, they, they know better uh, just because they hear it from us, but they still are typical kids and, mm-hmm. you know, eating typical kid stuff and you know even if they eat good stuff at home they're still getting crap at school and you know wherever else but so it's a it's a big hill to climb but one that we need to tackle for sure yeah i think little tidbits that will stick with them little things yeah yeah okay uh well that's great well um i'm glad we uh, finally got you on the show i know we for asking i'm so honored and uh so, um, yeah, like I said, I really appreciate what you're doing and all the, the stuff you put out. And so I know a lot of my listeners, you know, eat lower carb. And so if you don't have any Maria's books, um, I would encourage you to check some of those out. Um, cause she's just got some, some great, uh, you know, cookbooks out there. So, I definitely so check those out. So, uh, all right. Uh, Maria, uh, Egerick, did I say it right? That's all right. Emmerich. It's okay. Emmerich. Uh, I'm so grateful. Uh, Emmerich. Dr. Hey, I, I wrote, wrote down the G. So, okay. Well, uh, really appreciate your time and uh, coming on. I, I appreciate everyone, everyone listening and we will talk to you next time. Thank you, Dr. Greg. Have a great weekend. Thank you for listening to fit RX. I invite you to share this with friends and family. If you would like, you can check out our website at vibrantlifedc.com. Or you can email me at drgreg at vibrantlifedc.com.